Hey, good morning. Well, uh, I grew up in Texas. Now, there's about probably 40, 30, 40 percent Spanish now in Texas. And so what we used to hear, uh, the saying was, mi casa es su casa, which means my house is your house. It's a Spanish hospitality. It says, hey, you know, what's in my house? What's in my refrigerator? It's, it's yours. You know, just feel at home. Feel at home. So I wanted to share with you today, mi casa es su casa. My house is your house. And we're talking about the house of God. Something the Lord spoke to me early this week in Haggai. Everybody read the book of Haggai? The book of Haggai. Now, you need to read these books in the Old Testament. Because when you get to heaven someday... Then you're going to meet a new guy there, and he's going to say, Hi, my name is Haggai. What's your name? And you're going to say, My name is Bong. <laughs> and then Bong will say, Anong sabi mo ulit? Anong pangalan mo ulit? And he said, Haggai. Sino? Haggai. Haven't you read my book? Haven't you read my book? And so you should know these books and read these books, because someday you're going to meet the prophet in heaven. And at least you could say, I, I read your book. Oh, galing. See, now Haggai chapter 1, verse 3, 8, says this. The Lord gave a message to the people through the prophet. My, this is what the Lord's message was through the prophet Haggai. My people, why should you be living in well-built houses while my temple lies in ruins? Don't you see what is happening to you? You have planted much grain but have harvested very little. You have food to eat, but not enough to make you full. You have wine to drink, but not enough to get drunk on. You have clothing, but not enough to keep you warm. And workers cannot earn enough to live on. Can't you see why this has happened? Now go up to the hills get lumber, and rebuild the temple. Then I will be pleased and will be worshipped as I should. Do you understand what was happening here? The prophet Haggai is speaking to two people. The people that this message is for is for Zerubbabel, who was the governor of the, of the province. So he represents in the Bible the, the message of God to the city. And the other person who this message was to was to Joshua, the high priest. And he represents the people of God, the house of God, the church of God. And so this message of Haggai from the Lord is for the city and for the church, for the city and the church. And we need to pray for the city and for the church. There's two things that God is doing in our season in this church. Build church. Reach others. Build church. Reach others. Build the church. Build the kingdom. And reach the city. So this message is to the city and to the church. We're going to build the church and reach the city. That's what's happening in this season. That's what's happening in our, in our church right now. Build the church. Sabay, yung isa pang kamay ni God is reaching others. Reaching out to the city. And you know, the church is called the, the house. Have you ever heard me say that? The house of God. The Bible says, Paulit ulit, the household of faith. The people in the house of God are the people of God. And the house of God is not the building. 
Don't think that the house of God is this address in Santiago Norte. No, that's not the house of God. Although it includes a building, it includes music, the house of God includes our ministries, but the house of God is the people, not just the building. The community, the church, is the people, not just the building. It includes ministries and, and music and food and missions and our transportation and cell groups. So, yung Atipung Church is the house of God and all of the vision and the ministry and the work that's happening in the house. And we need to agree and support the vision of the house and the heart of the house and the work of the house of God. Do you understand? Because this prophecy says something about the house. It says there's some things happening in your house. And the things that are happening in, in your household, with your family and with your job and with your finances, it could be that it's because of some things that are happening in God's house. Listen to, listen to what the prophet said. He says, this is what's happening. Number one, he says, you've, you've planted much, but harvested little. Do you relate with that? Have you ever planted much into your job? Have you ever worked a lot? Have you ever given so much effort, maybe invested so much money and time, and then you increase more, you profit, you return of your investment, parang kulang, hindi sapat yung sweldo sa work na in output mo. And that's what's happening. What he says is there's no increase. First thing that happens is there's no increase in our lives. The same level as last year. The same level spiritually, financially. The same level relationally. Walang increase. That's the first thing that's happening. The next thing he says, you have food. Okay, kumakain ka. But it's not enough to make you full. Have you ever been really hungry? And then you shared your food with someone else? And then hindi sapat, you know, yung... yung Yung ulam mo na hinati-hati. <laughs> or yung rice mo, this na extra rice, hinati pa. That's what's happening here. And Jovi, you know what I'm talking about. It's not enough, right? Not enough food. Have you ever been there? He, he can relate. You know, It's never enough for this man. But what, what the Word of God is saying is, yes, you have food. Yes, you're eating. But no satisfaction. Have you ever... You know, had your, your meal, but it wasn't satisfying. And, and not just your physical meal, but what about your family? What about your job, your, your satisfaction in life, your, your joy level, the peace? You know, yes, we have peace and order in La Union, but somehow there's no peace and order in here. There's no satisfaction. And that's the second thing that's happening. You know, there's, there's no increase. Secondly, there's no satisfaction. And the third thing is says, you've got wine. Yeah, you're, you're able to drink and have that luxury of, of having some wine. But not enough to get drunk on. Now, in the Old Testament, when people would get drunk on wine, it was always in connection with a celebration, a, a wedding, a feast, or some special event. 
And so what the Word of God is saying is, yes, you have wine. Yeah, you have your party. Yeah, you have your good time. But there's really nothing to celebrate. There's no celebration in our lives. There's no, you know, party. Do you understand? So, can you relate with any of these things? You know, working hard, planting much, but nothing increasing. Having just enough, but not really satisfied. You've got a few luxuries here and there, but nothing really to celebrate. And then the fourth thing was that you have clothes, but still not enough. There's no comfort. If you were very, very cold in a in a cold climate, and you have yes, you can wear your T-shirt, but it's not enough to stay warm. You'll be uncomfortable. And have you ever experienced being uncomfortable? And then he says the workers don't have enough to live on. Well, workers under you, the people around you, they're even worse off than you are. And he says that what's happening is. Buhay mo, no increase, and hindi sapat, no satisfaction, no comfort, nothing to celebrate. And then, you're unable to bless others. Walang overflow, walang nag spill over to the other people around you. Are you catching this? Are you writing it down? You know, there's a blank for you to fill in. That's what that's, what that's for. So you won't forget it. And now, here's the punchline. Bakit nangyayari ito? Bakit walang satisfaction? Bakit walang comfort? Bakit walang celebration in our life? And he says, because the temple of God, the needs of the temple of God are not being met. The house of God is in ruins. Hindi satisfy yung temple ni God. Kaya hindi satisfy yung house mo. There's no celebration in the house of God. That's why there's no celebration in your house. Hindi sapat ang provisions. Hindi sapat ang, ang comfort. Hindi sapat ang binibigay na attention sa house of God. That's why hindi sapat ang naranasan mo sa bahay mo. Sa so, sinasabi ni God, Mikasa isukasa. How goes my house? Goes your house. Listen to me, friends. We need to prioritize the house of God. Because we need to take care of the house of God because it directly affects your house. Are you hearing me? You need to understand. Nobody taught you this before, but I'm telling you, what happens in the church of God, what happens in the house of God, in the household of the Lord, will directly affect what's happening in your house. That means if the, if the needs of the house of God are being met, if the celebration is in the house, it's going to affect your joy level. If people are being ministered to and reached in God's house, your kids, your relatives, your friends are going to be caught up in all of those benefits. Are you following me? There is a connection that what's happening in God's house will directly affect what's happening 
in my house. And the problem is, in the midst of yung economy natin down, bagsak ang mga trabaho, nagiging mahal na yung mga binibili sa market. What happens is, usually when times are hard, people begin to get self-focused. Uh-oh, times are hard. We have to take care of ourselves first. We have to look after our job. And we need to look after our finances and take care of our own. And you know what the Lord is saying is, don't be self-focused. So, you know, why should you have a, a well-built house? Naka-tiles, naka-furnitures, lahat. lahat. While the temple is in ruins. And we're not just talking about physical things. But why should you be prioritizing your affairs and your self-centered world and completely ignore the house of God? You know, the heart of King David, he saw because he built a big castle. King David, a big castle on palace. And then nakita niya yung tabernacle, tent palang. Parang portable pa rin, temporary pa rin. And then nag-grieve yung heart niya. Sabi niya, I have this big house. I have my needs overflowing. While the presence of God is not being prioritized. Hindi umaangat na yung reputation ni God. Yung ministry ni God. And that's when he decided to build the temple. How about you? Have you decided to build the temple of God? Have you decided to prioritize the house of God. Kaysa nasasabi na, what can the church do for me? Anong mag- makukuha ko doon sa church? Anong mga services na mapapasa akin? You know what? It's not what the church can do for you. It's what you can do for the church. It's what you can bring to the house. It's your contribution. And you know, it will go back. It will come back to you. Because so goes the house of God, so goes your house. Mikasa Isukasa. My house is your house. So if you have a need, sow a seed. <laughs> if you have a need in your life, sow a seed to the house of God. If there's something you need in your house, relationship, finances, joy, whatever you need, begin to sow that into God's house, into the good soil of God's work. And you will see a harvest come back. Now Maraming benefits na makukuha sa church. But we need to have the, the, the mindset natin is giving, output. Sabi sa Luke chapter 9, verse 24, If you want to save your own life, you will lose it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sabi ni Jesus dito sa Luke 9, says, If you want to save your own life, you're trying to... to to save your own money and save your own reputation and look after your own affairs. If you're so busy taking care of you, me, myself, and I, says you lose it. <laughs> you're going to lose that joy. You're going to lose that comfort. Lose that satisfaction. It won't happen for you. He says, but, he says, but if you lose your life, sacrifice your affairs, Put aside your own interest. And it says, for me and my sake, you'll save it. Do you understand? So goes the work of God. So goes our own household affairs. So sana makita natin yung connection. 
Because what's happening in the house of God will affect your house. Are you with me? Now, how to build the house. Sabi ni, ni Haggai sa city at sa church. Sa governor at sa priest. Sabi niya, go get the lumber and bring it to the house and rebuild the temple. So we have some things we need to bring. What to bring to the house? The first thing we need to bring to the house, and maybe you heard this verse before, sa Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, sabi ng Panginoon Diyos doon, bring the whole tithe, bring the one-tenth of your income into the store house so there may be food in my house. So everyone in the house is responsible to bring to the house the one-tenth, the tithe. When we bring the tithe to the house, God puts a supernatural, magic, miracle blessing on the other 90%. And so goes the needs of the house will be met. There will be food in the house there will be ministry and work and provision and satisfaction and celebration in the house of the Lord. That supernatural miracle will bless your house with the 90. Are you following me? The second thing we need to bring to the house is we need to bring people. Okay? Sino mga people na dinalamo this morning? Who did you bring to the house this morning? Who did you bring to Christ? You know, Andrew was a simple guy. Simple fisherman, not that great of a speaker. He's not that educated. He's just an ordinary guy. But he brought Peter to Jesus. And Peter became one of the greatest apostles, the founder of the church. If it wasn't for Andrew to bring someone to the house of God, hindi mangyayari yung mga nangyari. You understand? Thousands and thousands of people got saved and churches were built and the move of God covered the earth because somebody brought somebody to the house. Can't you bring someone to the house? You bring your tithe to the house and invite a friend and bring a friend to the house. Bring a relative, bring a neighbor, but bring someone to the house of God. It says here in Romans chapter 15, verse 7, Warmly welcome each other into the church, just as Christ warmly welcomed you. You were welcome. Somebody brought you. Somebody invited you, right? Do you still remember who brought you, who invited you, who brought you to meet Christ, who invited you to the house? You still remember that? You should thank them. And you should pay it forward. And also bring someone to the house. So we got some things to bring to the house. And also, how to build the house. Now here's how to build the house. First of all, protect the church. Protect the house. If you are working in your house, and someone comes and wants to steal your goat... Or steal your masampay mo. Or anything there. What would you do? You have to rise up and defend the house. And defend the property of the house. And defend the vision of the house. And defend the people in the house. 
I mean, even if nag-away kayo ni Mrs. Sa loob ng bedroom, nag-away kayo and you're already not speaking to each other or you had a fight with your brother or sister. But when another person from outside comes in and starts to meddle with the house and starts to invade the house, what will you do? You all band together. Isn't that right? You all get a sudden unity. Even though you were fighting five minutes before, now all of a sudden you're united and you defend the house against... Isn't that right? Well, that's how it is in the church. Of course we have quarrels. Of course we have misunderstandings. But when it comes to the vision of the house, we unite. We rally together. We rise up to defend the reputation of the Lord. We rise up to defend and protect the unity of the house of God. Isn't that right? We don't get hurt and tatampo and then we walk away and run away. We don't do that. <laughs> That's immaturity. Maturity stands and says, this is my family. I can fight with them, but you cannot. <laughs> I can quarrel with them, but I'm going to protect them to the last breath. Oh, you want to clap? Come on and give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. That's right. Nobody touches my house. Nobody touches the reputation of the Lord. Nobody touches the vision that I lay my life down for. Nobody touches my sister in Christ. Nobody, nobody, nobody. I'll defend and protect my house. Isn't that right? Do you have that passion for the house of God? You guys need to prioritize the house. Not just your house here, but the house of God. It's in ruins. Do something and build up that house. Protect that house. The second thing how to protect the house is to serve the house. Serve the house. We are expected to defend the house. To protect the pastor, to protect the leaders, to protect the, the mission and the vision of the house. Lalo na kung may mga chismis, chismis dyan sa, you know, you say, no way, no way. I know the heart of my leaders. They're not like that. No way, no way. Our church is not perfect, but we love God. No way, no way. Our church has been through all kinds of trials through thick and thin and we are still standing but by the grace of god you understand and then you say i'll serve the church i'll serve the church and so you say you know in romans chapter 14 verse 19 it says let us concentrate on the things which make for harmony and on the growth everybody say growth on the growth of our fellowship together in first peter 4:10 each one of you should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. So we need to serve the church. Discover your gift and serve. And I want to close with this. I want you to, this is the, the, the thing that's really important to Jesus and it's important to me. There is nothing more valuable to God than his church. I mean, not Nothing. There's nothing more valuable to the Lord than His bride. Do you understand? The house of God is also called the bride of Christ. He loves His bride. 
He would fight for his bride. I would fight for you. I'll die for you. Remember that? Everything I do. So many Jesus. And it says here in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, Hangang 30. It says a husband should love his wife as much as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. Are you giving your life for it? The number one reason why we should love the house is because Jesus loves the house. Higit sa lahat, yan ang dahilan kung bakit tayo dapat mahalin ang house ni God. Because Jesus loved the church so much, He gave His life for it. He made the church holy by the power of His Word. And He made it pure by washing it with water. Christ did this so He would have a glorious and holy church without fault. Minsan, <laughs> Like fault finding tayo, no? Have you ever been fault? Have you ever come to the house of God with a fault finding attitude? Hey, worship team, ganito ganyan. Si pastor, ganito ganyan. Yung mga policies, ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. Yung usher, pinalipat ako ng ibang chair. Have you ever, ay, dapat hindi ganyan. Marumi naman ang CR. Ganito, ganito. Have you ever come with a fault-finding attitude? Listen, I want to tell you something. Jesus died in the passion, the passion of Christ, in order to take away the faults, to cover the faults of the church. How dare you come to the house fault-finding? That is the most anti-Christ thing you could do. It says right here, Ephesians 5, He made it pure by washing it. We need to wash the church. We need to defend and protect the church. He wants a glorious and holy church without fault or spot or wrinkle or any other flaws. None of us hate our own bodies. We provide for them and take good care of them just as Christ does for the church. Because we are each part of His body. Anong ginagawa ni Christ for the church? He takes care of it. Provides for it. That's what we need to do with the house of God in this season. Prioritize the house by defending and protecting the house and serving the house. Supporting and giving, bringing tithes, bringing people to the house of God. Because Jesus says, I want my house full. You know, the house is half full right now. It should be full. Bring someone. Bring the tithes. Because, mi casa es su casa. Sabi ng Lord. Everybody say that when you say, mi casa es su casa. Take care of the house of God because it directly affects your house. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the house. I thank you for the bride of Jesus Christ, your people, your church. Individually, we are sinners. We make so many mistakes and so many flaws in our character, in our just Lord, we, we we're not we're not there yet. We're a work in progress. 
But collectively, when we come together, we realize that you have died and suffered to wash us and make us pure and holy and glorious without fault, without spot or wrinkle, without any other flaws. Thank you that you have made your church beautiful, lovable, worthy. And Lord, teach us to prioritize, to build and rebuild and build and rebuild and build and rebuild your house. And not just look to our own affairs, but to prioritize what's happening in your house, what's happening in your work, in the ministry. And Lord, thank you. That as your house goes up, nakiki ride on kami sa glory ng iyong simbahan. Thank you that nakiki ride on kami, naga overflow ang mga benefits. And Lord, just impregnate each one of us with the vision of the house to honor you and deliver all your benefits to build church and reach others. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. All right, everybody say it again. Say, Mi casa es su casa. Now go out this week and spread that Spanish hospitality, that Filipino hospitality, that Christian hospitality. Pakaisabi sa katabi mo, Mi casa es su casa.